Hello there, Ringside Crew. Hey, dudes at Ringside Crew, this is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santana. This is Elsie. This is the Savage Juggernaut, Tamaku. Ringside! Ring! This is Thomas D. Bruff. This is Billy Starks. Mr. Chad Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's on Brody Adler. The headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. Papa Dink, Brendan Dinker. This is according to Woods. Savannah Summers. I'm sure he's... Cast one inside. You are watching the internationally known... It's at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hello there, wrestling fans and ghouls and goblins. And look, it's this night on the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I am your host, Joe the Panther, the third, and from the top of Metal Mountain, all covered in pumpkins and skulls, in the middle of the mosh pit, all covered in blood, it's the happy heel himself, the Metal Geek. What's going on? Ringside crew. What's going on, internationally known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? How's it going today? I'm being stalked by like multiple different killers at one time right now. Correct. I think I I think I am too. (laughs) I think we got multiple. You got the one in the middle. I got a bunch. I don't know what to do. I got nine. Um, so uh, how you doing, Geek? I'm ready for mischief now. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm rocked and ready right now. Uh, we got Ghostface chilling in the corner right there. We got, we got Jason. We got Ghostface. We got Freddy. We got Michael. We got uh, it. I'm ready to ready to make some splash for magic here. It's all right, but happy Halloween, everybody! Happy yes. Halloween! Happy Halloween! So, so you want to give a, a, a shout out to the guest, Joe? Yes! Oh my gosh! I'm so so excited for this. CPW is our family. Uh, let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to the deathmatch slayer. The take our souls. Zombie. The take our souls. Oh, take our souls. Hey guys. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, I'm all, all happy because it's Halloween. I'm not all quite angry and, and scary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I showed that video to my cousin like a few days ago and she doesn't watch wrestling. She's like, why is he young? <laughs> it's like. This comes out of me like it's it's the metalhead inside me. I just want to shout as soon as the camera's on me. Yeah. <laughs> Metal geek right there. <laughs> Mill the mosh pit right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then everyone just like is like, oh, okay, maybe not that guy. Let's. <laughs> yeah. They see you and they're like, no, today I decided. Not today. I think I'm. I think I'm getting out of the mosh pit. Tom is here. So uh, like, I no, think I'm going to go in the back. The mosh pit starts clearing. <laughs> Everybody's just leaving for lunch, but they just they all go to the main seats. Like, nah, you stand there yourself. Yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good right now. <laughs> like, they're all like, I think How we, are you guys, we're good. good. We're good. It's you know, it's fun, and we love. We're we're starting to love even. We love all our guests, but the UK people. We love you guys in the UK. You guys really, really mean make me and geek think that. We we should have been going to the U- interviewing people for the UK a long time ago. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel I feel like everyone sleeps on the UK because like a couple of years ago, like the scene like got a bit a bit weird because all of all of the guys went to WWE and then uh, and then like we, we we were left to like kind of rebuild like you know over the next couple of years. They're all coming back now though. Like <laughs> yeah, 
but yeah, yeah, but yeah, like we've got like so many talented wrestlers in the UK, and we're such a small place, so like it's it's everyone's on every show. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, so, what are your thoughts on NXT Europe starting next year? Um, is that is that like actually a definite thing? I still don't even know if it's a definite thing. We, we don't it, know, but <laughs> if it is, that's like it's cool. Um, I don't. I think as long as they don't treat it the same way they did. The, the last one because we all kind of got like an eerie feeling that it was like the end of UK wrestling like as soon as they were like signing every big name and then we were like yeah it's cool for them they've got like a contract and like you know I wouldn't turn down a WWE contract that's like cool but then as soon as they went it was just like oh okay like we've got like some old boys that like you know have been doing it for a long time that can still like help everyone out and then there was like newbies but all the people that were like up and coming and they were the stars of the UK the uh, UK and made the UK like stock levels rise and made us really popular they're on WWE now and that's going to be cool for like a year or two but if they don't give it the attention it needs to it will flounder which it did so yeah. So yeah, they, they, they treat it different with the European one because like there's so such a big scene all over Europe that hopefully they just cultivate it rather than like let it take poach and then let it flounder. Yeah, I, I felt I felt when it, when NXT UK first started, I felt it was okay. They're gonna use Tyler B. They're gonna use uh, Trent. They're gonna use uh, all these guys, and they're gonna help the local little indie indie. Um, yeah, yeah, like promotions, and then they said, "Nope, nope, there are guys now. Sorry, bye." Right? Yeah, it's like it was. It was an odd one. Like there was they they, they there was rumors that they were going to be allowed to work certain shows while still being in, under contract, kind of like how AEW does now, like where they're like contractors, like stars are allowed to be on other shows as long as it's not like a competing like yeah. broad thing so there was rules about that but then when it came down to the fine print of like some of the contracts i think they were like they were tied down a lot more than they thought they were going to be when they signed it basically yeah. wwe could just go no you can't be on that show no you can't be on that show so at the end at the end of it most of them just didn't work any of the shows even if it was like you know, a, a random show that nobody was going to see, they weren't allowed to. They just, or, or they didn't bother trying to. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit. I, I don't know. It was a bit of a, a weird swerve for them, like you know. But they were, they were, they, they were getting I, I, <laughs> like sounds. I, I, I feel that I feel that there's going to be a little bit more freedom with the NXT Europe just because yeah. of what what Triple H is doing right now. I don't know if you heard the news this morning that Nakamura is going to face Great Muda in Japan. The Great Muda, wrestler of all time, and yes, I did did see that. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's That's come out of nowhere as well because, like, nowhere like um, from the last the last time like Triple H talked about like doing NXT Japan and like you know they were going to do all all the different like training facilities all around the world. Noah was the one that he was like talking to, and then like apparently it just got squashed. And like, no, they were like, nah, it's not going to happen, it's not going to work. Um, it's really surprising that like you know they've got that contact and Nakamura, but Nakamura is like Japanese wrestling legend in his own right. Like, within he's a he's a more modern wrestling legend, there he's like held in high regard. And the Muta, great Muta is just he's still that way up there, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Nakamura, Nakamura is on, I was going to say is on Okada Tanahashi level, basically. Yeah, but he got took away a bit too I feel like he went to WWE a bit too soon and he didn't really know what to do with them. NXT knew what to do with them, but then as soon as he was on the main roster, it was like a bit... Like, it, it kind of... They did a few cool things with him and then he started having, like, um, nutshot trade-offs with, like, one of his, like, all-time rivals. Like, they were just kicking each other in the privates. Like, I don't... I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's like it's like you. It's like yeah. You know, these other wrestlers are like on their own little hill, but Great Muda is all way on the top in his own temple. Legend, he's like the legend, great, the legend, the legend. He's, right he's in his own little temple, his own little world. Nobody could touch where the Muda is. Like that's Muda. You know. Yeah, the way the way he moves around the ring is so unique. Like some some like when I first started wrestling, I've been wrestling like like about eight years. Uh, I couldn't tell you the exact date, but I used to try and imitate some of the stuff, but it just comes off as an imitation. Like, you know, like rolling out of the ring and going and getting a broom from underneath the ring for no reason other to have the referee take it off of you and you just get annoyed at the referee. That's just like weird. And then just like, instead of locking up, just rolling out of the ring and like not trying to get heat, like not trying to like get the crowd like annoyed at you that you aren't wrestling, just like to like be more intimidating and just like breathe towards them that's like he's got like a, just a presence about him that, that's why that's why he's my favorite wrestler like yeah like watching yeah. his CDs, you, you learn something every time you watch a match and you could have watched a match like 50 times yeah mm-hmm. that, that also goes to show that i actually got to see great muda i think it was a month ago month or two ago when he made his debut in aew mm. was you that I, I was there yes i was there at rampage at <laughs> arthur stadium uh, I, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect Great Muda at all. I, I, I see the lights go out, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's going to be Bray Wyatt. Maybe it's going to be, like, some, like, other, I don't know, Alistair Black or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like a trick or something. This weird music hits, and then the words Great Muda comes on the screen, and I'm like, no way. You know, yeah. like. Yeah, it's, it's it's madness. I I I didn't expect that either. Like when like, I didn't I didn't watch the um the whole of that show, but I definitely saw like the highlights and when I, and I met, I, met, I made a point of going and watching that whole match just because like I just wanted to see how that panned out. I just it's it's really cool and it's cool that Moot is gonna get is it is it actually his last match that he's gonna have against? Sting? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's his last match. Is it against Sting or is he tagging with Sting or I don't, I, don't, I I'm still not. I think he's tagging with Sting in uh, Japan. I don't know when it is though. But. Either way, it'll be really cool. Like that's cool. They've got a history. Um, I mean, Muta has a history with like pretty much anyone, like late eighties, early nineties fame. Like he was a part of like their like Japanese wrestling journey. Like some of the best Hulk Hogan matches you'll ever watch are the ones Definitely. where in Japan is Ichiban, Hulk Hogan, and like Muta basically him and Stan Hansen just like walked him through there and was like, this is how you get over in Japan. Do this. Yeah. And then yeah. he's, he's working like work rate matches. And then he comes back and he's hitting the big boot and like doing the leg drop. And that's all he does. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good that he can switch into entertainer and wrestler, but like the moot of the moot thing, like he brought him through that. He taught him how to wrestle in Japan. And I feel like moot is also the one, from Japan that can do it here as well. He switches to entertainer when he's in America. Definitely. He goes from work rate to to full on like campy like 
superstar. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, and I, sorry, I was just about to say that. Yeah, Muda's greatest. I mean, I'm sorry. Hulk Hogan's greatest match was against Great Muda, and that match was. I don't know, Joe. Have you seen that match or now in Japan? Now I gotta watch it. Now you gotta send me Dude. the link to YouTube. I gotta watch it. Yes, now. Joe. Joe, I'm saying if you've never seen Hulk Hogan versus Great Muda, it's like Hulk Hogan could do this. It's it's. It's fucking incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like if you um if you randomly put like Rey Mysterio's like brain into like John Cena and he started just pulling out like weird moves and stuff and you were like, Oh my god, like what what's going on? It's that because Hulk Hogan is it's still Hulk Hogan, he's still got the mannerisms, but then like he's still he's still like you know, big Jack dude, but then he just starts doing like technical wrestling, like locking in holds and working them and then working up and getting sent off and doing this, that and the other. And it's like, you've never seen Hulk Hogan move like that in a ring. And I just feel like Stan Hansen and the great Muta are like, like really like elevated him while he was there. It's just, I, I would have preferred if he had brought a little bit of that to his like act when he came, came back. That's cool. But like again, it didn't stop me from loving him when I was little. It didn't stop me from getting my Hulk Hogan pajamas and like yeah, yeah. and jumping around and be like, "Yeah, real American," and giving it all that. I think everybody I know had the shirt, and the only thing I got when I went to the garden, I got the bandana. Bandana is cool though. Like, Bandana's yeah, I got cool. the bandana. Well, my friends had the Hogan Ripaway shirt they got from Toys R Us, and I'm like, "Joe, where's your shirt?" All I got was the bandana. But I went to the garden. As if I would go to the garden. But the bandana is permanent. You're never going to be tempted to actually rip the, <laughs> rip yeah. the bandana. The bandana is always going to be there. The shirt, yeah. One day you might get a bit over jealous, overzealous, and just like start ripping it. And just like yes, or Kogan. Yeah, but it was the rip away one, so it had the little elastic. Oh, it had the, the Velcro. Yeah, the Velcro. Yeah. So it ripped away on its own. But I was like, <laughs> what? I didn't even what know that. What school? <laughs> when me and Tommy went to work school, then you're like, you wear it and in, in somebody hit like tugs on it, it's it open, you get yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, when, when, I, when I was in school, like it was more we were getting told off for doing the DX suck it thing. Yeah. Like, uh, that, was, yeah. that was detention every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you walk yeah. into class, hi guys, detention. No, no, All right, no, no it wasn't that. It was just any teacher. Like, I, I was a bit of a naughty kid. So, like, if I, if I was getting told off anyway, I'd be like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, detention. Get the <laughs> you walk into class, you're like, hey guys, you're like, detention. Just got in here, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> just sat down. <laughs> just sat down. I just, like, did a crotch chop. That's it. I, I, I got a crotch chop, everything. That was what we did. The other great Muda match I I remember seeing him was he was number 30 in the Battle Royal in the Ring of Honor on the pre-show. Mm. And this was in Madison Square Garden, and that was the best time I've ever seen that great Muda to see him in Madison Square Garden. It was absolutely amazing. And to think, him and Liger were the last two in yeah. the Rumble. And I was like, Liger and Muda? Oh, my God, man. You know? Well, the thing is that that was like just that was like just before uh, Muter had to start slowing down because you know you could tell his like hips were a bit like yeah, were, yeah. Were a bit gone after that. But that was just before that. Whereas um, Liger never slowed down like <laughs> Liger, no. Liger, Liger until like the other year. <laughs> like, but, but the thing is, Muda won the title one more time, which was absolutely amazing. Before he is is retiring. Have, have you ever seen this? Okay, we're not going to talk too much about it because I don't know how like in trouble we could get. But have you ever seen the storyline with Great Muta 
where he um where he used his mist and he impregnated like some woman with no. it. You've never seen it. No. There's like a there's a YouTube video. Uh, I'll send you a link like after this. <laughs> it's like <laughs> he, he 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 sprays between her legs and then like through storyline she lays an egg. And like at one of the shows, like the egg hatches and a sumo wrestler comes out of it. What? Yeah, it's, it's absolute madness. I don't, I don't even know what promotion it's for. I just remember watching like this little mini documentary where somebody was just breaking down the storyline. Like, it, yeah, this, it, this... It, it was a woman. Like a Japanese don't really care about this kind of stuff. Like you know, within their like pop culture, she was dressed kind of like a Nazi, but without any of the the stuff it was just like a black leather like thing and she had big high heels and he tripped her up opened the legs and sprayed between and it got it, it got her all over she acted like she was stinging and then a week later she gives birth to an egg and the egg sits on the stage and it cracks open and then a sumo wrestler comes out and that's the great mooters tag partner for a while what <laughs> so so weird so weird oh yeah, yeah. Uh, watch that documentary. It's very odd. <laughs> very odd. Nazi a badass wrestler. He's an awesome tattoo artist as well. Gage is telling you. Yeah, I've tat- tattooed him a few times. He-, he always has a tradition. He gets one a year. Yeah. So what is the craziest thing you ever had to tattoo on somebody? Um, What are the rules on here? Am I allowed to like... Oh, we don't care. Uh, okay. Um, so you are aware of what a juggalo is, right? What's that? A juggalo, like a like. Oh, jugg- oh, yeah, the juggalo, yeah, the juggalo. Yeah. So I did a traditional version, so like American traditional tattoo, that was a cowboy juggalo riding a giant dildo, and what? it was uh, juggalo juggalo dildo rodeo is what we called it, and it, yeah, it was a, it was an odd, it was that was an odd tattoo. <laughs> yeah, it's it probably fun. Like- <laughs> very fun. And then I've done like a lot of. Um, like private parts, tattoos and stuff, and they get a bit weird sometimes. Like some of the customers, like are a bit oh, gosh. free and loose with what they do. Oh jeez! <laughs> oh, gosh, imagine that. You're like, what do you need? You, you want me to do that? Mm, okay, you're paying for it. Right, <laughs> right. you know, I don't yeah. mind. I feel like it's that's an afternoon thing. I don't want to be doing it at ten thirty, but like usually it's at ten thirty, and I'm like, I've got to like look at this in ten thirty. Oh no. Ugh. You like you wake up the you wake up drink your coffee or tea and then you're like yep tattooing penises again today. <laughs> <laughs> There's another penis. Yeah, they're paying for it. You know I've never actually tattooed a penis. I I've tattooed like women's parts, but today I went in um, to the studio after like a night out and I was supposed to be tattooing um, somebody's like pubic area and his mate was getting uh, his penis tattooed. His mate turned up. I got no shows for mine, so I, I watched somebody get their penis tattooed earlier. Like that was a that was a thing. Yeah, yeah it was pretty pretty rough. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, you got thoughts? Now, now, you got milk, yeah. <laughs> all right, now, now now go from the weirdest thing you tattooed. What's the coolest thing you tattooed? Coolest thing? Um, I've tattooed myself on people, like little cartoon versions of like Tombi and like Sorry You're Dead and you know all that kind of stuff. That's pretty cool. So uh-huh. I get I've got I've had fans come in and get tattoos of me. Um and then I've I've got to tattoo like a lot of wrestling like oriented things like over the years as well. Um 
I did like a Brothers of Destruction tattoo that was like Undertaker's like purple glove, but with like the Undertaker T. And then there was like a little chain coming from it, and it was whole. It was attached to Kane's mask, and it just said Brothers of Destruction around it. That was quite cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Man, we went way off topic from wrestling. I would have, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's good. I would have <laughs> a Kane like upper way with his hands up, like by the drop the arms, and have Undertaker underneath in the shadow, or, like in the darkness. D- doing, like, doing his pose with the with the urn. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. Like there's under, uh, like the opposite, like mirror image of him underneath it with the urn, like that, with his hand yeah. up. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I would have been. A, that'd be a cool tattoo. I like. I have like four tattoos, so I just thought about it, like, boom, that'd be cool. Really here, right here. Hey, yeah, you should. You should do it. They hurt though. Like, so. I have like I have, I have a big one of Slimer on my thigh, so I understand pain. <laughs> yeah. Is it color? Is it? A color? Oh yeah, it's green. Yeah, it's yeah, green. Yeah, that 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 like. Lime green must have been horrible to get put into the skin. Oh. Off. Yeah, I had put my pants back on, and the blood was seeping through my pants. Yeah, there's just cert- there's certain pigments that take a bit more work to pack in. So, like, if you're doing something like this, like lime green, if it was like a darker green fading, it might be a bit easier. But like that lime green takes a little bit of work. That and like yellows and stuff aren't like the nicest colors to pack into a tattoo. My sister's We are, we are really off top topic. We've gone to Ghostbusters, but it's Halloween. <laughs> Ghostbusters Halloween, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. My sister was goofing on me. She's like, "Randy, why be late? You having your period again?" <laughs> It's like shut up. Speak, speaking of Halloween, what what is um Tommy's favorite Halloween candy? Halloween candy. Um I'm limited, right? So I'm 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 one of them like vegans, so like I, I'm very limited on what I can have because there's a lot of gelatin in a lot of stuff, but Skittles are now vegan, so Skittles oh, really? are a good one. Skittles, and then we've got like some um selection bags downstairs that we've put into a bowl like you know trick-or-treaters and stuff and they've got like the love heart ones so you don't know if you know what they are the love heart candies Mm-mm. yeah like they're in a little packet you open them up and they've got like a little like nice saying like be mine on it and then it's oh yeah like valentine stuff right yeah yeah they're, they're just in every selection pack that we have but they're like a, a standard one like i'll get them and just like munch on them for a while like yeah. chalk candy essentially <laughs> Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Say that their go to. Yeah. Or anything <laughs> chocolate that I can have. Yeah. Is, so so I got a joke. Is there is there a certain horror movie you'll watch tonight and tonight and like our case tonight, your your place that'd be already tomorrow. So like is there any like two movie like tonight and tomorrow you'll be watching? Okay, so I just generally go for horror over the like spooky season anyway. But um, tonight is the day before Halloween, where, where, where I, I don't know if that's the case. Are you already Halloween? No, it's no, today, no, today's still uh, Spirit Night. Tonight's uh, the third. Yeah, so, so because it's Devil's Night, I watch The Crow. Like, yep. so, uh, every, 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 like, every time, like, night before Halloween, because it's the Devil's Night in that movie, that's my tradition, Crow every year. I'm going to watch it as soon as we're Alex done. Season as well. Like, you know, just yeah. everything about that movie. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yep, got that at Salem. <laughs> the scare—I I always say this on every podcast this month. I've been saying Insidious is probably the scariest movie I've ever seen. It's pretty, it's pretty terrifying. But the, th- the thing with horror, I think horror is so diverse. 
because there's so many different reasons for horror. So, like, you could be watching it for gore. So, like, you may not want to be scared. You want to be grossed out. So, like, you've got, like, your Saw movies and your, like, torture movies and stuff like that. But um, my favourite gory movie at, at, to this day is uh, Terrifier. Have you have you watched Terrifier without the clown? I don't think I've seen Terrifier. It's a white face clown, right? Yeah, the sequels just come out. I, I tell you what, it is some of the best practical effect gore you will ever see. And some of it's so out there. Like, I'm not even going to describe it because I just ruined some of the kill scenes for you if I was going to go into it. But it's the way he's a silent killer, but they made him the opposite of Pennywise the clown. So he's like drained of all colour. He's like silent. He's not talking to him while he's killing him, but he's so animated like a clown. So he'll he'll do he'll be killing someone. His next victim will be watching, and he'll be like, as he's doing it, he's like, <laughs> it's, like it's it's something so surreal about him. There's like hardly any dialogue. So even when he they fight back and hit him, he doesn't make a noise. So you hear the thud, and then he's like. <laughs> he just does like a, a, a face like it hurt so he mimes yeah. it it's like it's really odd and it's like yeah. cre- it's creepy as well like it's really good it's really good I, 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 rec- I recommend like putting Terrifier into your thing the sequels just come out as well so yeah, there's two yeah. of them to watch Terrifier yeah but like I said Insidious is probably um, one of my favorite. I love ghostly horror movies so ghostly yeah like spiritual yeah. like yeah, yeah like, uh, like scary spirit. stuff yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm into that. I'm into that stuff as well. Like, um, what were the um, the ghosty ones that were on Netflix a while back? The haunting of something manor, like I like. Really oh, like Connecticut, Connecticut, haunting Hill House or something like that. Yeah, was that was the first one? Weren't yes, yeah. Like the other one that was like a British, like kind of country house thing. Yes. And, yeah, yeah, like I, 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 I liked them. They were, they were like really gripping, and they were like really spooky. Like you know, like you see something like walk in the background, and like you know, it's it's you really know, creepy. You know, uh, you you would like if you liked uh, haunting a hill house, and this is really kind of creepy, eerie stuff. It's called the Cabinet of Curiosities. I've been telling Joe about it. I've I've watched the first two episodes, um, the rats one and the um, the first one, the one where he does the storage. Um, storage unit, yeah, yeah. yeah. That storage one, the acting in that was amazing. Obviously, yeah. it's like a episodic, different, different yeah. story. So the dude, they get they get scarier and scarier every single episode. It gets, it gets better as it goes along. I, yes, I uh, part, part way through the third one, the, is it the one where um, he, he's doing the autopsy? That's freaky. That's freaky. Yeah, I've, I've watched part way through that. I haven't watched the whole way through. It got I'm not telling you what happens though, but yeah, it gets. Oh, yeah, I'm not. Squarebo something. I can't. I can't remember his full name. It's the guy that did Pan's Labyrinth, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The yeah. Metal Del Toro. Wait, guys, That's there's a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Yes, they're making oh, a Winnie yeah. the Pooh movie. Pooh, blood and honey. <laughs> blood and honey. <laughs> yeah. I saw the trailer for that, and I'm like, they're really doing this? And I'm like, they're, they're for real on this. I smell a lawsuit coming. <laughs> no, 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 they don't own the right. No, they don't own the right to Winnie the Pooh. Disney yeah, there's no, it's, it's because it was written before a certain time. So, you know, like when you have like Alice in Wonderland and you can do different versions of it, right? You can, you can, um, you know, that video game Malice in Wonderland where it's like, you know, 
is a creepy version of it. it it's quite a creepy story anyway but yeah you can do what you want with it same with peter pan you're allowed to use that because it's like public domain because it's mm. so old there isn't any copyrights to the stories so like wow. yeah but Pooh is like quite old i think disney own the rights to like merchandising and stuff but that's like a renewable thing but that's the image of Pooh. so if the image is obscured in some way i don't mm. think it 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 works you know what i mean they even if they do we get a winnie the pooh horror movie it's funny <laughs> is it gonna be like a mask like a jason mask that they're wearing that looks no like the trailer is out the trailer is out the trailer yeah, is out the trailer yeah, yeah it's full like it's winnie the pooh he's like got like a really mounted looking like distorted face but it's it's Pooh. like you you see him he's yellow he's got like really like chubby he's wearing he's wearing a red t-shirt as well like yeah it's like winnie the pooh full-on god <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> my childhood just looked at me and said we're fucked <laughs> now, you know you know they're making another pinocchio movie you heard about that one gamel del toro imagine imagine that as a horror movie winnie the i mean uh, uh pinocchio imagine that, that as a horror movie that's quite scary anyway you know when he turns into um when little donkey donkeys that's terrifying like that bit they're all like smoking cigars and they're like and then like they, they turn that's that's like body <laughs> horror stuff that's when they turn into uh werewolves in american uh werewolf in london that kind of body horror this no no that that part of that movie scared me when i was little <laughs> yeah yeah but i'm just saying they're actually making they're actually making Gomel del Toro actually is making a, a Pinocchio movie. I I, I like the idea of that because it will be creepy. I don't I don't know if you'll make it into a full on horror. You might make it into like a fantasy, like you know, kind of. I don't know. Pan's Labyrinth was a bit of a horror, but like you know, like no, it was it was horror. It was horror a little bit. Yeah, he will make it that like kind of fantasy kind of vibe that he did there. But I don't think you'll make it full horror because I don't think you'll. I don't think they'll want him like doing that i don't think many people i don't i don't think i want pinocchio to be a horror yeah yeah i don't well, know it'll make it creepy it'll it make it creepy it weird if, it, if it's like it'll be too much like a bit overload like that's my childhood no like i think they no. tried to make when they did peter pan when they did hook they tried to make a different take on it make him older and stuff like that and but it didn't well you didn't you didn't like hog i liked it only because i liked i like the, the i like the other kid with the red on What's his name? Oh, Rufio. I like Rufio. I I yeah. felt I was in. That's I think I was like in high school. I was like I, I could hang with Rufio. Yeah, Rufio's like, cool. <laughs> Rufio's cool. They should but, never uh, killed him. They should have. They just should have him get wounded. Like that could have been a total. See, I write. I would have made a, a total different, like a separate. I would have like kept Rufio alive and put it made a separate story, all all new universe, but Rufio. Well, the thing, the thing is, they could have, like, because the Lost Boys were trapped there, like, Rufio was trapped there. Like, if they, like, settled it, they could have, like, actually saved the Lost Boys and took them out of Neverland, and maybe Rufio would be their, like, kind of mentor, because he was the older one out of the... He, he was in charge of them there, so maybe he would help them, like, you know, in the in, in the thing. They could even, like, have him, like, all limping, and he's got, like, a like a walking stick because of it, or... I don't know, they yeah. could have done, like, where he chopped his hand off and he ends up having a hook. You know, yeah, like, like, I didn't like, get the whole death of it. I watched it like two months ago, and I said, 
man, Disney, you really dropped the ball, man. You could have made so much money with Rufio sequels. Like, dude, really? Yeah. Rufio is a cool guy. But I suppose that's where it went. That wasn't Disney. That wasn't Disney. I thought it was Disney. It's on... I think it's Sony. I think it was Sony. I think it was Sony. I think it was Sony. Fuck with Sony. It's blurred because, like, maybe it's owned by Disney now. Because, like, Disney have bought up, like, everything. So, mm-hmm. so they, they did the whale thing. They just ate everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that what they've done is illegal, but, like, you know, nobody's saying anything. Because it's all, Disney, we get to like, watch everything on one app. <laughs> you just, it's yeah. Disney. You just got to go, sorry, Mickey. You don't get mad. All I can think is every time I think of Disney taking something or Disney not liking something you do, that episode of South Park when when uh, the Jonas Brothers don't want to be uh, celibate. He's yeah. like, oh, what are you going to do now, bitch? <laughs> you don't want to do <laughs> And he's hitting you with the canes. He's like, oh, get that. What are you going to do about it, Mickey? And Mickey just hits him in the leg with something, knocks him over, starts beating up by one of the Jonas Brothers. The rest of them are like... I, I okay. assume that's what like business room meetings are like at Disney headquarters. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Mickey. <laughs> kids, kids don't want to do it and they just have some guy, short guy, that's like, oh, so you don't want to play with me? <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> bam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> that cutthroat. I think it's like it, Disney headquarters is just Wolf of Wall Street, but it's like Mouse of Wall Street. And they're just like, he's slapping and doing cocaine and like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's mad. <laughs> Have yeah, a little guy, Mickey Mouse, running around with a suit on. <laughs> right, are we going to talk about wrestling? Because we've like, yeah. oh god, is there? Is here we go. I have a wrestling question that we can go back to wrestling. Right, you forgot to, you forgot to, to ask the most important question, Joe. If our fans are not familiar with you, <laughs> introduce yourself. Wow, three minutes, three seconds, and forty-seven. Oh, jeez. Thirty-four minutes. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. I am uh, Tomby, the Taker of Souls. I am the lineal heavyweight champion for uh, CPW, and I'm known around the UK as the Deathmatch Slasher because I specialize in hardcore and deathmatch wrestling. Um, I've been wrestling for about eight eight years, eight or so years, uh, and I'm like as good of a, as I've ever been. I'm like uprising now. And if you haven't heard of me, you should hear of me and you should check out some of my stuff. You can yeah. catch my matches on multiple streaming platforms and I'm sure we'll be able to like send out some links to some of the um, like the Patreon services and like, you know, IWTV links and stuff like after this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we always start with that, but we got such an, a fun conversation. We just... <laughs> With, with Muda and everything, with uh, yeah, movies. all kinds of fun stuff, tattooing and candy <laughs> and movies. Bah. Yeah, you hey. about something. It doesn't matter if it's wrestling or music or like horrors. I'm, 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 I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm going to keep on chatting. Yeah, our friend Edith is back in the chat. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Shout out to Edith. Edith, that's a referee that we always we had on the podcast last year. This year, right? Yeah. This it's, year. It's this year. This year. She's awesome. Yeah. Edith, look, we have Slimer. Slimer's here. Slimer's always here. All right. But um, so where's your, some of your favorite uh, dream opponents that you would love to wrestle? That I'd love to wrestle. Um uh I've um I've been like knocking off a lot of like my um my dream opponents. Like I've got like a bucket list of people in the UK. Uh, there's a American wrestler like that does mostly like deathmatch stuff called Casanova Valentine. I don't know if you're familiar with him. 
Yeah, I hope. Yeah. Casanova Valentine, that's like, you know, one of my um one of my goals. Uh and then Clint Majera, he's a deathmatch guy in the UK as well. He's somebody that I want to wrestle. And then just just pretty much anyone that I feel like I could have chemistry with. I'm not I'm I'm not like a I've never had like high hopes. I've never been like, I want to go to WWE and I want to be on like this and that. I want to be on the big stage. Like if it ever happened, that'd be cool. But I started wrestling at the age of 27. And most people I know that have like, I've, I've interacted with people that work for WWE and stuff. They all started when they were like 16 and they were broken by the time they were 27 and they were there by the time they were 27. So it's like, I'd, 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 I'd rather just, like have the most exciting and fun matches I could have and have the most fun that I could have while wrestling and like I, I've every other match that I have most of the matches I have at CPW I, I really enjoy so like I, I couldn't have I, I couldn't ask for better dance partners like that that I get and even just in, in, in any 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 place I, I tend to just vibe with most people that I come in contact with in, in a wrestling capacity mm. so, yeah okay. I mean, the great Muta would be one of them. Like, if if I could if I could get one of them slots on his like you know victory lap, like he let me. Yeah, gotcha. Let me just job for you like once, like just do it, like just miss me. Shining wizard, moonsault. Do that. Do one last moonsault. Go home. That's it. That's it. But um, now Casanova Valentine, he's uh in the United States, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen him wrestle before. I've seen him wrestle live. Awesome yeah, he- wrestler. He he does like a lot of like um, he, he he's weirdly good with like Greco Roman like suplexes and stuff, but he does like no ring death matches, which I've done. Yes, I've yeah. yeah, it's it's really cool stuff. The fact that you don't have a ring is like the first time I did it. We like you could feel the crowd breathing on your neck, and there's like no way to like work a shot. So you just have to make full contact. You just have a, like a little bit of a fight. And obviously keep each other safe as as safe as you can do in in in, in that kind of environment when there's blood and glass and you know barbed wire being wrapped around everywhere. But um, yeah, no, he, he he's like he's the pioneer of that kind of wrestling, like no ring death match. He's got, I think, he runs a company like that does it, and he works for um, ICW as well in in the chains. You know that weird like ring that's got like all the chains and the yeah that's just really cool i'd love to work there to be fair <laughs> I, think, I think he works for the new york wrestling connection as well maybe he he, he, he does his bits he go he comes yeah. to the uk every so often i keep on saying wow. every time he comes to the uk i'm not i'm coming for you next time <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know there's a promotion on long island where geek lives they new york wrestling connection you just said they do a match what is it February? Psycho Circus. Psycho Circus. A match called the Psycho Circus that would be up your alley, Tom B. Yeah. Uh, Geek, explain the match. There we go. The Psycho Circus is everything you could think of in, in a hardcore match. Like, they have... And sometimes the wrestlers really do get creative. Like, mm-hmm. one year... Like, for example, the, the whole point of the Psycho Circus is two men start in the ring, like a Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. And the ring... Is basically all barbed wire. Well, so like all... ropes, barbed wire, and all. Yes, is it barbed wire yes. around the ropes. I think it. I think it's. I believe the it's around the the ropes. Around but, the, like spider web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so, so yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, no. That's the one I don't like. <laughs> yeah, 
So, so uh, I think it, uh, but anyway, two men start the match. And every, like, so often somebody else would come out. And half the ring is a steel cage set up around the ring. That's really cool. So, and, and it's basically, uh, so it's half steel cage, half barbed wire. And sometimes, and then people get eliminated through the match. Sometimes people get really creative through the match. Like, they've used mouse traps in, in the mat, in the matches before thumbtacks, whatever, you know, Legos. I mean? Legos, yeah, yeah. This all just sound like it's up my alley, like, yeah, gotta get into WWC before Cycle Circus is all booked up, man. You gotta come up, come yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to get a holiday like booked and like, yeah, get down there. I'll have to, right? we'll, send you, we'll send you NYWC's information on, on uh, after the interview on uh. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm one. I'm wanting to work as like many. If I can, if I can get over the pond and work, that's like really cool. Yeah. <laughs> you can get If you if if you can get booked for that promotion, please let Geek know. He Geek. That's that's our home promotion. Mm. Me and Geek have been fan of MYWC for no, is it 14 years now? Geek, yeah. 14 yeah. years we've been fans of that promotion. That was our first promotion we ever went to. Yeah. I'll get into contact with him because I do want to like make a trip over the pond, like you know. Wow. Like ICW or Imagine that Geek. <laughs> GCW. Any any. GC, oh, any yeah, GCW. Yeah. I'm, I'm available. <laughs> yeah, I, ICW. You'll probably see our friend Mittens over there. <laughs> Mittens right? loves hardcore wrestling. This guy is like the certified hardcore fan. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he, he needs to come and be my fan. That's what that's what it is. Like uh, yeah. four following, get me over there. Oh, Good trust me, way. you'll you'll uh, ask. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt Cardona. He knows a lot about mittens. Just to say, he <laughs> knows what his saliva feels like on his face. Oh, is that the guy? Uh, yes. Are yes. we like spit? Into it, yeah, 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 that's mittens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he like like throw like a piss jug on him or something? I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know if I'm getting that wrong, but like you know, I think, didn't he spray mittens his back or something with? with no, no, nah, but mittens a cool guy. Mittens a cool, cool guy, guy though. Cool. Yeah, he <laughs> should get him back. <laughs> <laughs> you have mittens turned heel on Macrodona. You show up and Matt, and you go and uh, he's in your corner that day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and Mittens can take bumps too, so you can turn on Mittens and throw him through a table. <laughs> <laughs> Big turn on him. <laughs> like, I don't need partners. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, I'm a lone wolf. Yeah. Right, so uh, wrestling. Are we going to talk CPW or are we talking... Yeah, sure, we can talk about CPW. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Let's talk some CPW now. So, um, what... Do you want to talk about what happened United last night? Yeah, last yeah, last night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last yeah. night, if you're allowed to? Um, I'm allowed to, yeah, yeah. Um, I had a um, – all the results were up online. I had a uh, match for the inaugural Axeman Trophy. We did a big tournament. It got postponed because of, like, COVID and stuff, but we finally got, like, the final, and it was me versus Morgan Black, who's somebody that's been wrestling for years and years, but I have never faced him in a ring before. We went in there. We had a coffin match because it was Halloween. It's a very odd way to finish a tournament but it was a big high stakes tournament. Um, I go into it as the lineal heavyweight champion for CPW uh, and I lose and I lose quite fairly as well. It's a, it's a, it's a hardcore match. We went through a war. I got power bombed through a piece of wood, loads, 
loads of loads of uh, weapons were used. I took a big fall from the outside. We gave it everything. I got locked in the the coffin, and then um, some uh, some of my druids came out, and they were disguised druids. And it turned out it was the uh, Trinity Rebellion protest came out. I tried to defend Morgan because I'm a good sport. He beat me fair and square. Morgan turned on me, joined them. They took my belt, and now they're claiming that uh, Protest is the lineal heavyweight champion. They stole my belt. This, I don't have a belt in the background just to show off. Um, they've got my championship, and I'm going to have to go for it. I'm going to have to get it back off of them. Yeah, Apparently, it's rules in CPW, and mm. I've, I've got to sit back. I'm pretty beaten from it. I had to be escorted from the ring. I had to be carried out. Pretty rough. Wow. I'm aching yeah. today. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. 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 So so what what is your pre-match ritual like exactly? My pre-match ritual is I like a good stretch. Um I like to I've got a barbed wire baseball bat called Shelly number two that I bring out. I swing it around, that's how I kind of like loosen up my wrists and stuff. I get all stretched out of it. And then I do like downward dog like yoga poses and stretch out and do jogging on the spot I just get myself like hyped up um and then i just i get in i get into my mode like i breathe like kind of like heavily like a lot of people think i'm really tired when i'm in the ring but like just my like my vibe is like i like to breathe um can you remember like it's got it's kind of like a and i do that and i get into a mode it's just so i can like harness all that like rage that I bring out in my promos and stuff because I go out there and I'm and I'm talking shit the whole time I'm like wrestling somebody. If I'm punishing someone I'm throwing them and I'm talking shit. So I just need that like air to like force at people. So I just get into character just to know that I'm not gonna like blow up while I'm doing it. That like heavy breathing helps me. A lot of people say it's probably a hindrance, but like it it, it really is just how I like get through it. Like it's like one big at a time and like that's what gets me up and gets me around and does all that stuff. Yeah. I just, I just want to be the best me as I go out there. So I just make sure I'm stretched out and I just get into my zone. Yeah. Yeah. What is it with everybody naming their, their barbed wire baseball bat? You had Negan name his baseball bat, Lucille. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever well, calls my, my, my one like Lucille before they know the actual name or they call it um, Barbie, like, you know, Mick Foley's Barbie, like Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. Two by four, but um, my uh, my missus is called Shelley. Abyss Janice. <laughs> my, Abyss was Janice. Yeah, my my, 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 my missus is called Shelley. And uh, you have you ever watched Little Shop of Horrors? Yes. yes. Yeah, you know, like Audrey Two, the plan, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just liked that, so I just wanted to call it Shelley Number Two. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was literally that. Like it, it weren't. Do you know what, it weren't even anything to do with like the Negan bat or anything like that. Like people assume that it is to do with that. It was literally I watched Little Shop Horrors just before I made the bat, and I was like calling it like my missus number two. Like, <laughs> and she found it complimentary, but also like that's a barbed wire weapon. Like, and you've just named something, named that after me. That's a bit weird. <laughs> and I was like, well, you are five feet of fury, so it's fine. <laughs> We got we got Gage in the chat saying my wrestling character is named after Gage in Pet Cemetery. Ah, you know, it's good. You don't want to go down that road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
lot of history on that road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, geez. Just rolling through the ch- with the chat right now. Oh, yeah, it, I was chucky last night. He's, go- he's going for it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's WrestleMania, as I know, as a takeover shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he... Uh, he we, we we wrestled once and I uh I hurt my shoulder and I was out for a bit but oh jeez yeah. he's yeah. a shoulder destroyer any that's why that's what he called himself afterwards oh jeez yeah. I think I've seen Tom is used as a strummer on a person's back yeah 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 that that happened yeah mm-hmm. strumming somebody's back and I, I saw the I saw the dude the other day as well. Like, and he's he's got scars on his back from it. I, I was like, I never knew that. You never told me that. Yeah, actually, scarred your back. He brought the strummer to the show as well, so it weren't my idea. I wouldn't have brought that. I wouldn't want say, yeah. like a weed whacker. Yeah. I don't know if you know what a strummer is. <laughs> oh yeah, said, yeah, like a weed likes, Yeah, and he likes to kick me in the nuts. <laughs> I, I do like to kick him in the nuts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I like to give him oh nuts, right? Because he knows they're coming. But I like him to forget that they're going to come, and then that's when they come. So, like, he'll be like talking, and I'll be like, yeah, and I'll sling my fit, sling, sling my fist, or sling my my foot at him, or I'll pick my shoe up and just throw it at him. <laughs> he loves it. Jeez, he loves it. It's a part of our uh, our thing. That and eating samosas together. No, oh, jeez. What What would you say though? What would you say the most hardcore spot you ever done was? Um, I'd say the most hardcore spot is the I sent you the link beforehand that TikTok thing. Um, lots of light tubes and stuff, and I was like delocked to um, I've been delocked to the top rope, and I'm like pretty bloody after it. I had the first and um, no uh, bare boards um, death match in the UK. So like nobody had ever done one before. So we had no like padding or anything. It was just bare boards. We, it was in oh. a pub. pub. <laughs> it was in a pub um, smoking garden and we, it was packed and like there was just glass and blood and like drink and, you know, barbed wire and everything. Every substance you could think of was just everywhere in the ring. And there was a lot of like glass everywhere. And like, we, we did a, a big light tube spot where it was like made into a sword and Wow! <laughs> yeah, if you if you want to watch it and like see what it see what it's about, it's pretty it's pretty rough. It's not for the not for the faint hearted, but it it did get like a bit of steam. So me and the crowd recorded it for TikTok, and it was no none of the wrestlers did. They just it was just a fan. They posted it, and then somehow it didn't get took down, and it's got over like two million views. And I'm, I'm like, how did they get like viral off of like like something? so like violent like stuff like that usually stays in its like little sub genre it's just and watching the comments rolling on it as well quite funny like people calling me an idiot and like and asking if it was fake <laughs> like, if it was fake glass. how do you speak that like how <laughs> yeah like yeah tell that tell that to the tell that to the doctor that has the stitch ups like so what were you doing today that's <laughs> Super glue, never go doctors. No. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, I always joke that my, my like, I always joke with my my uh, younger associates that know that I do a podcast and talk to pro wrestlers. They're like, like Joe, like if you're a wrestler and you had to come to work the next day after doing like a crazy match, would you? You becoming all bloody or still like no idiot. I'm gonna wash myself off. I have scars, but that's it. Duh. Yeah. 
yeah so that's 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 what it is like you know um a lot of the a lot of the cuts from like glass and stuff they're like quite superficial there's a few that i've had like they're uh pretty rough but i don't know if you make out that one that one's from uh light tube Ooh, like, yeah. through, through the oh. tattoo that was from the same match i've got like a hole in my my butt cheek like um where i landed on glass and it it went in and like it, it pulled out like afterwards, but then like there was big blood clots that came out of it. I could put my thumb in the hole. Mm. So it was pretty, it's pretty deep. But then like over, over the course of a couple of days, they start closing up. Like I, I heal quite fast anyway. Like just over a week ago, I had tattoo needles like put into my head and like driven in at a company called Apex. Oh yeah. I didn't mention them. Uh, Kumite, uh, they're, they're the ones that did the match with all the light tubes. It was against uh, Big F and Joe. He's like the biggest, what if not the biggest, the most well-known, the most well-utilised like, like wrestler within Deathmatch. He's like the guy at the moment. He just did um, CZW Tournament of Death like wow. this week. So like he's he's travelling across. I think he's going to be a part of Nick Gage's like Invitational as well. Yeah. Wow. So he's, he's the guy. Like being in there with him was like enlightening, and, and he'd never wrestled me before. And like you know, when you go into a wrestling match, you don't know if you're gonna have a chemistry with people, and like you kind of gauge it from the first few like strikes and first few like interactions. And there's always a bit of a nervous element to it if you've never wrestled that person. But as soon as I got in there, we just jowled. We just knew what we were gonna do. And there's a lot of like improv within deathmatch. So like you've got certain bits that are planned and you have things that are in there, but like you go, right. So that's there. If we need it, if we feel like the crowd needs coming up, we'll go to that eventually, but we have to find our way there. So a lot of it will be like grabbing the person and making sure somebody isn't on top for too long. Cause if you're on top for too long within a, a wrestling match where you're using weapons, like how haven't you beat the guy to death, you know? Like yeah. if I, I steal chair and the other guy hasn't, I'm just hitting him until I go and get another thing. Surely he's just going to be knocked out, like so. You've got yeah. to like make sense within yeah, the battle. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's it's. I think there's a whole other art to it, and uh, wrestling is just art. So like, the same way horror movies um are still movies, deathmatch wrestling is like the horror horror side of 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 And then I feel like. Metal is like also that, like you know, like metal and hardcore punk and all that. That is deathmatch, and then you've got like you know your pop and your radio rock and country. That is, that's your uh, yeah. that's your normal wrestling. Yeah, that's your normal wrestling. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> Not everybody can handle deathmatch wrestling because that's oh, what no, it is. No, no. Yeah, it's abrasive. It's like, um, like I don't know what I equate it to. Um, you, you're a metalhead, right? Uh, you, yes. Do you know Converge? I don't know Converge. You don't know Converge, right? Listen to Converge, like, after this, they are uh, a band that describes themselves as hardcore kids with leftover Slayer and Black Sabbath riffs, and they okay. are, like, foul, uh, like foul face melty, like, like metal, but with, a, like, a, a guy that just squeals like he's a pterodactyl, like, uh, as their vocals. So... When you listen to them for the first time, you don't get it. It's it's like it's really abrasive. But if you let it like sink in, then you're into it. I feel like deathmatch and hardcore is that. Like the first time you you listen to it, the first time you watch it, sorry, 
you might feel a bit perverse because you like a little bit of it, but then you don't like it as a whole. But then eventually, like, it becomes like, oh, actually, that's like, that's rad. Like, I'm not, I'm into that. Yeah. I feel like any type of abrasive thing, like gore movies or anything like that, that's what Deathmatch is. It's like really not for everyone. Mm-hmm. It has gotcha. to be a cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's not. Like, I've had people at work saying, I mentioned the Deathmatch to somebody, and they were like, so is that stuff real? And I'm like, how do you fake? I just said it's like I said it to you, Tommy. How do you fake a light tube to the face? There's a woman, female wrestler from America, that took a light tube to the face, and I saw yeah. she made a burn mark. She showed like a thing behind her, like one of those things you could put the a burn mark from here to here on yeah. her face. Yeah, it's like that's like the glass shattering and there's like chemicals in it that aren't as bad for you as they used to be. Like they've like took all the like the really bad stuff out. But it's not it's not good for you, but it's not as bad. They do really sting when they like explode though. The chemicals on hit the fresh, like open wound, and it's like salt in a salt in a cup. Yeah, I, I I saw that and I all I could think is I should have screenshot and showed it to one of the younger guys that work with them like I t- asked the person, how do you take a light tube to the face? And they're like, what? <laughs> like, and they put it up in my store as the light tubes in the, up in the hallway. I was like, how do you fake that to the face? And yeah. Then- There's just, just no faking it. It's so real that it, it, it's like the fakest thing in wrestling that anyone does is punch, right? Because if I punch somebody a few times, they should go down. Like, if, you know, they're taking it directly to the face. So you have to make them as real as possible. So most of the time when people are punching each other, like apart from the overtly like not hitting them ones, you know, that you you, you go, look, they're fake, fake. The ones where they look like they're hitting each other, usually it's about like a 40% sparring like hit. And you're not in there to like concuss anyone or anything, but you're making like a slapping noise on it. Like it's, it's, it's as real as it can be without hurting each other. Yeah, so crazy. that is what deathmatch is. It's real stuff, but you're doing it in a smart way that you're not. There's the, I've got limits to what I'll do in deathmatch. Like, I'm not a big fan of fire because, like, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but like fire, I have used fire, but it's an unpredictable element to it. Like, I don't want to ever like hurt someone by like I know like a fire spreading on their leg and then getting burned up or whatever. Like that, like if it happened to me and it was my fault, that's like cool. But like, but well, it isn't cool. But it's not. It, that's me. But like, if somebody ever got burned from something that I did, not into it. And I'm not a big fan of like knives and scissors and things like that stuff that can like fully like impale you. Like I'm not a big fan. Uh, I'm not against people bringing them out and gimmicking them, like where you like you go to do it and then like miss and then it's like, forgot about. I just don't want to land on a bunch of knives. I don't want to land yeah. on like open scissors. Like, yeah, okay. or like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not about that. That's not me. Cause at the end of the day, I'll, I'll hardcore stuff. I'll bleed for this. I'll, I'll pick glass out of myself. I just don't want to like be shivved and have to explain that to the missus and be like, yeah, I did it. So like loads of people would cheer me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got paid nicely, but I'm really hurt. Yeah. 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 And and when I watch like knives and stuff, some like I watched um, Jimmy Lloyd get like a a pair of scissors, like stabbed near his collarbone into his neck. Just pulled it out. I was like, dude, you're rad. Like that's that's like that made me like want to 
throw up. Like that's like next level stuff. Like I'm like, you can keep that. Yeah. I'll do the Hulk Hogan big boot. You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wire on my foot, obviously, but like, yeah. Really. <laughs> to me, that's like a murder match. That's not even death match anymore when you're using the scissors. That's a murder. <laughs> yeah, that's a Jason Voorhees stunt right there. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not against like people like using them in a like smart way. Like you're gonna do it, and you, the idea of somebody almost putting it in somebody's eye or whatever. And then it getting moved and maybe stabbing into a like a table that they're going to use later, and then it like gets took away from the ref, and it, you never see it again. I'm cool with the visual of like almost doing it, but I don't want to get stabbed. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, no. One one thing I want to miss is spending time in the locker room with Tom. Tommy. <laughs> yeah, like he, he he like he likes the the banter and the jokes and stuff. Like we we try and keep like really fun locker room environment. So like yeah. every time I'm in a locker room with people, I try and like make them feel at home. I have a joke with them. Like we take the mick out of each other. Like have a have a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Having fun. That's the that's the whole point of it. Like, yeah. I, I I'm only wrestling because I, I find it fun. If it, if it ever wasn't fun, I've got, I've got an 11 year tattoo, tattooing career that like you know. I've been doing so like you know it's it's not my only thing it's but wrestling is supposed to be fun and if yeah. somebody's not having fun backstage or it's not being professional like that's when it gets shut down yeah like yeah. you gotta be professional yeah. when it comes to this stuff because like if you're not people will start like catching on and be like mm-hmm. wow this person is not worth being like the word will start spreading you know what I mean like we can't have this guy backstage with people because he can't respect the game and then you won't get booked yeah 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 and i feel like i feel like there's there's a weird it's a weird one like you can be overly serious in in a locker room and professional isn't necessarily being like super serious you're allowed to joke with people you're allowed to take the mitt you just gotta like read like the room and know that you don't you don't want to like you don't want to be insulting anyone like to the point where like they feel bad. That's not, a, that's not what like, you know, uh, UK banter is about. Like we, we, we joke around and we try and keep everyone with smiles on their faces. And just, just like we want to leave like the crowd with smiles on their faces. That's the main goal. Like we don't want anyone leaving the locker room thinking, Oh, I didn't like being in that locker room. They were mean to me. Like, or they weren't professional. Like, I think being too serious can sometimes give people that vibe as well, but like keeping it professional and fun, not serious and not fun. Like that's that, that's it. So like professional and fun, that's, that's the best locker room environment. And everyone's usually friends by the end of it. Even if you've half of the people you haven't met before, you usually like, well, you're my new best friend, you know, like that, um, the thing from Step Brothers. Are you my new best friend? Yeah, let's. I go love that. Call. I love that meme. That's like my favorite meme to send to a wrestler. We just started. Talking. Do we? Do, do we? Do we just become just best friends? Is like yes, right? I joke. I joke with Shorty all the time when I say something to her, and we and I, she agrees with me. Like, did we become best friends? I'm like, Joe, we've been best fr- wrestling buddies since last year. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, another. Another thing is how how did you get your start in the wrestling business? Like, like exactly. It's an odd one. Uh, user aware of um, Nathan Lewis, right? From yes, Fifi. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. He does the Fifi persona, and he's done Cleo yeah. and uh, Russell Hardwood, right? So I know him from outside of wrestling. We were we were mates before, 
and I've always been into wrestling, like to the point where, I, you know, if I if I knew there was wrestling schools when I was younger, I would have went to one, but I just wasn't not aware because like the wrestling scene for a good 10 years was just dormant. There was only a few places you could learn. And then if you did learn, there was only a few shows you could be on. So you probably weren't even going to be on shows. And if you was, you might not be getting paid. But, <laughs> but by the time I'm 27, I'm... You know, I've got all my wrestling gear because I did CM Punk as a, um, a costume for Halloween one year. I thought it was funny. Like I just did went to a costume party in my pants, like you know, with the kick pads and everything. I bought like the legit Asumi kick pads that he has, and I was like, Do you know what? I know there's wrestling schools like in Birmingham or around like the place. I'll, I'll go there at some point and I'll use these. I'll invest. And then it was a couple of months later. I was playing basketball at a, a park. And my mate came and he was like, I'm going wrestling training later. And he didn't even know that I liked wrestling that much. We, we were acquaintance kind of mates. We weren't like full on like, you know, no, mm-hmm. we, we, we're way better friends now. But like, he, he was like, oh, you want to come along? And I'm like, yeah, I put the basketball down, went straight to the wrestling venue. And then I've just, it, it, it was CPW. It was their like training thing. And I just never looked back. Two months later, um, into the training, I wasn't ready to be on shows in a match uh, capacity, but they could tell that I had the physical part down to it. So I could like, I could do like strikes and I could like restrain people and you know, like, I could look like I hurt somebody. And then I had all the tattoos, so they were like, oh, he's, he'd be brilliant to just be like a thuggish bad guy, like he'd play the <laughs> thug, be a part of like a faction. And then he could learn on the job and like eventually pick it up through training and working in in the matches like get get his um reps in so i just did that like i got in inserted into a uh short run with the 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 main guy mr richards like he he owns the company and he was the main guy at the time like and we it it weren't like a a singles thing it was like we had a leader and he was like fighting him but we would come at him and we learned so much from it and i'm grateful for being in a faction first because it made it so i had like a safety net and then eventually my personality started showing through and i just developed tomby from there but that was like that was eight years ago 20 20 27 years of age oldest rookie in the locker room i did the ddp thing but yeah that's that's <laughs> how I got that. not that old <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, well, but old as far as wrestling's concerned. I, I, I mean, I still feel it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wake up the next day going, "What? What did I? Does anybody? Does anybody get the license plate on that truck? <laughs> like, not not enough uh, DP or Tiger Bomb in in the world to stop the aches." In, in oh the- God! <laughs> so I jokingly so, tell my wrestling friends, my coworkers. This is why Joe sticks to working in retail. I I couldn't handle being a wrestler because the next day I'd be at work like. Practically Grandpa Joe with the cane. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I gotta go on the top of that ladder. Oh man, <laughs> can you do that for me? I can't do that. My leg hurts from yesterday. Too much work. Always, <laughs> what, what parts of the ring actually hurt until like, I mean, you take a little bit of time off, or when you first start and you kind of realize it, but then you forget. So uh, when I came back from my injury, when I injured my shoulder, hitting the ropes just hurts. Like, you know, they so if you're hitting them properly and you're creating some like force as you come off of them, like you have like bruises in a line 
like in your back, like you'll have like the two, and then like your bum's probably like gone on. The, I'm quite short, so your bum's probably gone on the bottom one, and you hit. Send. Like I'm, I'm a British wrestler, so I'm five eight, but I've got a seven foot personality, so it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like the the ropes are like that's like a, a painful part of it. Like hitting the ropes, like you get like bruises underneath your arms and 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 whatnot, and that aches for days. Like that's that's the kind of ache, like. The bumps and stuff usually you, you feel them for the first two days, but like the ropes can like hurt you a week later because like your your whole back's like going into it and you're putting your arm over and you get like grazes. So every time you sweat, it like hurts in the rear and yeah, it's pretty rough. Best yeah. in life. Yeah, don't, don't take <laughs> well, it easy. Like, you know, don't, like, don't don't like take it lightly. Go into wrestling training, like, but if you have a passion for it, like I would say, shoot for the stars, like, and do it. But Go in there knowing that the bumps are are real. That's like a real thing. You've just got to learn how to take them in the most the, the least impactive way, way. Flatten out. Make sure that you're taking it on all of your body, not just one part of your body, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What What would you say the greatest advice you received is? Um. Stop being an idiot and just do it right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, know, you know how to do it, so just do it right. <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah, quote <laughs> Mr. Richards. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, like, there's I've, I've had to be like reined back, like, throughout wrestling, like, you know, I lose track of what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, like I know, I know my character. That's like not not an issue. Like I know my persona. I know everything. But it's just like little parts. Like you know, maybe not translating stories as well. And you know, you you come back and you kind of know at the end of a match. Like if you've not done exactly what you need to do, but then like figuring it out and then like having somebody just go, you know how to do this. I've seen you do this, so just do it right. And then just going, yeah, I do know how to do this, don't I? Like, I'm just going to have to go out there and read it and just make sure I'm doing it right. Like, and keep tabs on what I'm doing and, and not necessarily go to the plan that we planned, the divert and make sure the story that needs to be told gets told. I think that's like, be adaptive and stop being an idiot. You know what you're doing. That's probably the best advice. Yeah. <laughs> you ever, ever do it. If you know what you're doing, just do it. Yeah. I, I, my final question is. Uh, Joe, do you have, do you have anything else or? Uh... Um, I think I got everything I needed. All right, my final question would be, um, what 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 did you say like the like your greatest achievement is in wrestling? You'd say, and say I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, well, like, so these little stages. So I'd say like the first death match I had, like I was super psyched for it. That was like achievement, and then like just my first match in general so it come it, they come in layers so like as of now like becoming a cpw lineal heavyweight champion that's like the that's like the top thing there's only four people that have had that and i'm one of them um it's the it's like the heavyweight championship plus like it's it's the thing you want to be doing in CPW and CPW is my own home promotion. So being at the top of the set, obviously I haven't got the belt at the moment. I'll have to get it back. But like being at the top of the, um, being the rightful CPW lineal heavyweight champion, that's, mm-hmm. that's the top tier. But there's like, there's, there's lots of achievements that like, you know, probably to come that, that, that uh, may, may top that, Do you know, maybe like just 
like there might be a match that just hits me like you know may, may, maybe i have a match against mr richards one day and like you know that's that's my crowning achievement you know like i don't think there's a there's a pedestal that like i'll get to and then that's like gonna be it like i think the way i see it is when i choose to step away i think my probably crowning achievement would be like giving somebody else like the torch that that'll be my thing that i'll want to do the most like make sure that like whatever i i've garnered and the respect that i've got from the crowd from backstage i can pass that on to someone and like i mean like just the connection especially on the family family shows, the connections that i have with like some of the kids like you know they oh i'm like a shouty like scary person but they know i've got their back and i'm their favorite and they um like I'm an idol to them. That's like really like special. Like having that with like then that's pro- that's probably the crowning achievement because I don't think that could be really topped. Like the connection with the audience, like knowing that I'm like creating fans and people that are going to be into it, and like dinner table memories, like later on in life. You know, like, I remember that time, like that weird weird guy with the Tombi. Like he was my favorite. Like if somebody could bring me up in a conversation in ten years time to their like family members at, at a dinner table, like that that's quite cool yeah, yeah. yeah i'd say that's the crowning achievement as far as like the whole scope of wrestling but within the wrestling sphere like definitely the linear heavyweight championship yeah, yeah. cpw represent yeah. <laughs> says thank you for everything you've done for me in cpw and a road trip for food is on the cards too yeah <laughs> yeah yeah late night food. like the time that he dresses the grinch Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's talking about. <laughs> sorry, there's a picture of me dressed as the Grinch one Christmas, and I'm holding like a newborn child that was brought to the show, and it is like the most terrifying picture you have ever seen. This. this oh jeez. I had to see this picture. This big. I'll 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 send it to you afterwards. It is 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 pretty. Pretty terrifying but funny, and it's like my favorite picture from wrestling. Like, I've got loads of pictures of me, like high angle suplexing people where their head looks like it's about to hit the floor. But top tier wrestling photo, me is the Grinch holding a baby with a creepy smile on my face. Oh <laughs> my god, <laughs> man, man, this has been a fun interview. Man. Oh, I don't want I don't want it to end really. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 didn't, we didn't even talk about wrestling that much, but I could come on again. We can, we can get this yeah. going. Oh, yeah. Maybe get like uh, every everyone involved in the in the chat, and we can get some like wrestling stuff out of me. But like horror movies, watch Terrifier one and two this Halloween. Get a gore fest in yeah, and then just like yeah, just I, I, watch I Insidious. It, I love Insidious. the podcast around Halloween as well. It's really cool. I was even thinking maybe maybe we could do one around December. We could spotlight the CBW roster. Yeah, man. Maybe, maybe we get like a few people and we can like get them together at like the PC because we've got a performance center. We can yeah. try and figure out um, like a time frame that we can get people in for an hour and maybe you can we can have a panel and like that'd be cool. I would love that. Figure, figure if we can do that. Even if it isn't that, even if it's just somebody hold like one person's holding the camera and they pan to another yeah. Person. yeah. Because we love you guys in CPW. Like, we, ha- I have friends that are from here. They're not even from England. They're like, where can I find these guys? Always have all CPW people. I'm like, I tell them the websites. And they're like, yeah, Patreon. Oh, yeah, like, I got to go, get the Patreon. I got to get them. Like, dude, get the Patreon. They have some good wrestlers. You got to check out the, their stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. man. P- Patreon, Patreon. Like, there's like so many years of like you know back catalogue on there. It's like a, a really like nobody in the UK was doing it. They like they were outsourcing their like uh, digital media to like different companies, like like um iwtv and things like that like you know i'm, I'm on iwtv for some of the other things like that, that's super cool that like i'm on i'm on there with like gcw things and all that but that's cool yeah but cpw we've got our own patreon and nobody else in the uk was doing that nobody was like doing these streaming services and stuff we just created one and then like through lockdown it helped us like um connect with like our audience and still keep like you know connected and it's just it's just cool that we were able to deliver for our fans like through like a hard time like lockdown like create entertainment create like a sense of community even though we weren't allowed to like be face to face and i weren't allowed to high five people on the way in and, and stuff like it was just like i just feel like patreon especially like during lockdown like popped off and i feel like we 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 need we need like to do more and get more people like involved in watching the 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 CPW um, Patreon service mm-hmm, definitely yeah, on demand. It's really good. A panel really. would be good, man. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I think, I think like, we should do a panel. Yeah, like more questions. We had all the big names. We have had you. We've had Kiara, Shorty, Alfie. We're trying to get more. We want more people from CPW like that we haven't had yet. Like, yeah, I mean, like there's like. More there's, like yeah, we have Morris. Yeah, we have yeah, Morris. We can get some of the more grumpy ones in there as well, because we can like separate the tables. Maybe have two tables, and if there's some that aren't like so talkative and they're a bit grumpy, we can have them because you can only ask them a few questions before they yeah. get a bit arsy and then don't want to don't want to answer any questions. <laughs> Got a few questions out of them, and then they bugger yeah. off. We, yeah, we had me guys. We tried, man. We <laughs> tried so bad. We heard so many stories from Shorty <laughs> and Kiara. Like, no, oh, no, he won't come. He won't come. Jason <laughs> would be a, a brilliant guest because he he is the man. He's the guy that like he, he invitations he, open, Dale. Uh, invitations open, Dale. Yeah. That door has been open so many times, and the you know, <laughs> students don't close the door. Like, no, no, you don't want him. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't he, want him. <laughs> He, he is the glue that holds CPW together. Like he's a busy guy. He, he's like he. You won't get through to him. Yeah. <laughs> that, phone, that phone's been ringing for two years, Dale. <laughs> you just like it's covered by books and dust and spiders. And just like, nah, no, nah, let it ring. It, it, the phone's still ringing, by the way. It's <laughs> it's been it's been ringing since we got Kiara <laughs> and Shorty <laughs> and Alfie. Oh, oh my God. That would be an awesome tag team. You, Tommy, and Alfie versus like it have to be like the dark two dark wrestlers, Al, um, Alfie and Tommy versus yeah, Shorty yeah. and like who's another bright and cheery wrestler from male wrestler from, from CPW that would be a good team. I'm trying to think because I'm a pretty guy, so like I mean Morris, me going, oh, Morris. maybe Morris, Morris, yeah. Well, I've, I've had loads of matches with Morris. So they're always they're always bangers as well. He's like he's he's top notch. Like that is when I started, he was like really really young, and like you know you, you don't realize the potential of people when they're like that young. They're so like moldable and stuff. And now he's just like a wrestling unit. Like he's a machine. Yeah. Yeah, everything yeah. he does is top notch. Like I I I wish I started at the same time as him. <laughs> yeah, I was able to like take that knowledge and like work as hard as he has like because i mean by the time i was 
might have. I actually do think I probably would be. He's he, he's one that I could see like going to NXT or something like that because that's just such a work ethic. Like work, his work ethic, he and 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 there's no way he's not going to be at the top of um, CPW. He'll he'll be lineal heavyweight champion at some point. He'll have oh, to yeah. for it, but like, <laughs> oh definitely, yeah. Definitely. But but yeah, at some point, I'm, I'm I, I can guarantee that Morris will have to kill me, and then I'll be uh, I'll be gone, and he'll be CPW lineal heavyweight champion. Let's definitely work on something for December, guys, because yeah. that would be fun to end the season off with the British, the UK wrestlers by fighting yeah. yeah. Coventry. I, I think yeah. we, got, we got to do this. We have to plan this at the end of the po- when we're done with the podcast. We have to start planning this now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll get everyone. At- Joe, Joe's planning things on the podcast. He, he's uh, what's the word? He's starting something now. And oh man, I, that we that we what, what, what's the, he's sprinkling stuff right now, saying. This may happen. This may happen. This place. I I think, and I said this before, CPW needs to come to America. See, either that or we can work on having us as guest commentary for a match and have us watch the match and we can do guest commentary. Oh, we could we I, I, I mean like you'd have, you'd have to get in contact with like CPW management, but like I'm sure that's a possibility that's able to do. You you do like post match like recording that you watch and you have a live reaction to and then yeah. merge them and put them together that's possible or you could literally like just do that you could you, you could do that yourself go on the patreon maybe like have a live reaction to it and like you know send it over to us and see see what it is CPW comes to- already cpw comes to the stage would be great yeah it would be- <laughs> We get holiday out of it. That's what he wants. Oh, and it's also me and Geek have been talking since last year of maybe taking a trip to the UK. We want to come to the UK so bad. Like, if you oh. come to the UK, you have to come to CPW. And plus, that's, a, that's on our list. That's on our list. That's number one on our list, Tommy. Number yeah, so, one. So, so, so if you came to the to the Midlands, like Coventry area, it's you can get to everywhere easily. So it's like a good anchor point to like go to. Like it only takes like two hours to get to London on a train. Like you know, like if you're not driving and you're wanting to get like public transport, just getting a train to London two hours, two hours, and it's it's that. And that that's nothing. Like you, you these Americans, so like yeah. <laughs> you used to traveling like we like we take trains, New York somewhere. people, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. We take trains, yeah. we New York people, definitely. <laughs> but you tell them what what the only thing wrong about me. You gotta tell me where to get off, cause I'll be like, listening to my music. Just take the bullet train, Joe. The bullet train. I'm Every, stupid. I'll miss my stop. All of our trains, like they do, have like people telling you over the tunnel what stop it is, and they're they're on a screen as well. I usually have like a you can have train apps and stuff, and they send you like a notification on your phone. So if you listen to music, it'll interrupt your music and be like, "Yo, get off." I, I heard. <laughs> I heard. I heard the hardest train to navigate is probably the Japanese trains. Yeah, because like they 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 only open the door for like ten seconds, and then you're like, gotta get on, like you know, they're like, open, get in, boom, close, gone. <laughs> yeah, that's why I heard the hardest is the Japanese trains to figure out where to go. Because you know? if you miss a stop, like you've got to like, screwed. yeah, you've got to get off, go back to the start, and then get back onto the track you are because there's so many different ways it will go yeah that, that yeah. seems i don't i don't like travel and stuff i get a bit i overthink it but like train apps and stuff like like there's no way you can go wrong with train apps in the uk anyway so when you come to the uk and you wanted to like travel around 
CPW first stop and then like make the circle and you can meet some new new wrestlers. You meet some of the people at CPW that you met over over these uh, podcasts. Yeah. And you like you feel like you know as well because you've been watching the matches and stuff. And then you can go and meet new wrestlers all across the UK because we're a, we're a small like island, but we've just we're, we're packed full of talent. Like there's oh, yeah. British wrestlers yeah. that are just killing it. So there's amazing. a lot of stuff. A lot of stops we have to do when we go to the UK, Joe. A lot of stops. <laughs> yeah. Besides, oh besides wrestling, we, we, we want to see Big Ben. We want to see this. We want to see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all that stuff's re- really, really good. Like, you know, even even now, like, if you leave it a couple of years, go in, like, you know, go in, go in and not going to see it for, like, a couple of years. When you go and see it again, you're like, oh, that's, that's super rad. Like, you know, just Big Ben's, like, a pretty... It's a dominant figure just in the sky when you you go on the bridge and you look at it from the bridge. Wow, wow, cool! Like, yeah, it's still really cool. That is awesome. You know? mm. All so, right. So, uh, where where could people find you, Tomby? Exactly. Find me. Uh, I'm Tomby Satu on Instagram, um, and uh, you can you can get like Tomby Wrestler on like Facebook and stuff. But I usually just go through my Instagram because I run my tattooing. Um, business through that and I wouldn't run most of my wrestling stuff so if you want to see like images and videos and stuff they all go through that they filter through so Tommy Tattoo or Instagram um, and I don't I don't really like post on YouTube because I'm just like super super busy and I wouldn't keep on top of it yeah. but if you want to know where any of the shows that I'm doing I always post the posters on there like in, on my Instagram stories and on like actual posts and you should be able to find me there and if you want to get in contact with me maybe you want to ask about merchandise or ask about anything just drop me a DM on there and I always reply to everyone yeah. do, do you um do you have any upcoming shows or um I'm the I'm the worst with my um, diary. I've got some shows coming up for Apex. Um, I think there's an unspecified date for Kumite Pro Wrestling. I should be on one of their shows in, in, in the near future. Um, there's a few that I can't talk about that haven't been like announced yet. And then, yeah, yeah, uh, and then there's the CPW ones like every every month. So if you just keep an eye on the CPW Facebook or their Instagram, you always see the posters. If CPW is about, I'm going to be there. I get yeah. you. Yeah, that's that's it. I'm the linear heavyweight champion, rightfully so. Not got my belt at the moment, but I'm going to sort that out probably at the next show. Yeah, there's definitely definitely one around Christmas. There's always like um, the Xmas bash, but there's probably going to be one before that. I'm really bad with diaries, so like I have it written down in my diary, so I don't like book tattoos the same same day. But um, just just. Keep an eye on the uh, CPW Facebook, and I'll, if you want to see me, I'll be there. Yeah, we want, we want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and taking the time out of your day, Tommy. No, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Th- thanks yeah. for talking to me. And, and we had a we had a conversation about horror movies and like you know other stuff before wrestling. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go watch um, the Crow now. But like, All right. it's so by my, my on my PlayStation, I have to just put it in the system. <laughs> that guy is just the third. Um, the metal. And we will catch you in the next one.